Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Their GM's calling me going, he doesn't watch tape. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Zero. The Rich Eisen Show. Eric Bieniemy tells you what time it is. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Eric Bieniemy is who he is. Eric Bieniemy is a tough, hard-nosed coach, but I'm also their number one fan. Today's guests, Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter. Saint Safety, Tyron Matthew, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Charles Woodson, Wrexham AFC striker, Paul Mullen, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh yeah, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, jam-packed, trying to put so much in a three-hour show just to try and keep up. With Taylor Swift here in Los Angeles, California. (laughs) Right here on this program on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial affiliate. Our network is growing and growing. It's getting larger like Leon and Airplane. We've got Sirius (laughs) XM Odyssey and more. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the program. So much to discuss uh, again with our four guests. Desmond Ritter, the quarterback of the moment in the ATL in Atlanta. Uh, He'll be joining us uh, first up on this show. Tyron Matthew of the New Orleans Saints, one of our favorite guests in the history of our program, uh, coming up on nine years. He'll be joining us right in the middle of hour number two to tell us what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Charles Woodson. uh, He would. uh, Number two in your program, number one in your heart for University of Michigan fans and Packer fans and Raider fans. He's got some whiskey to to hawk, and uh, of course we'll do that. Um, And then Paul Mullen, the famed striker of... Wrexham AFC, which uh, many of you uh, know about um, because you know about Paul. Welcome to Wrexham, which is the club uh, and show that's following the club that is owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. And um, FX has been chronicling the ownership of this team and then their journey, thanks to Paul Mullen um, doing what he does on the pitch. He's here in studio because he's still here in the States because he punctured a lung while taking on Manchester United here in Southern California. So his misfortune is our gain. Um, and I guess that's part of his, uh, uh, I guess, um, pain recovery is to hang with us. So, uh, Mike, well, treat him nicely. Mike, Mike don't do it for him. Treat him I nicely. Do. I know that. You always, tre- you always treat the strikers very nicely. So very good. Good to see you over there, DJ Mikey Diaz and Diaz. Good morning, Nuts. Rich. How are you, Chris Brockman? Good to see you hey, over there. Rich, I'm great. What's up, man? TJ Jefferson, uh, good to see the candle is already lit hey, over there. Hey, what's up, Rich? What's I'll crack? tell you what's up. Um, hey, I said this a few weeks ago. I'll just repeat it now. 
certainly now that I've seen the first episode of Hard Knocks as the rest of us on HBO. For those who want to stream it on Max, guess what? <laughs> right here on Roku. Um, I still can't believe Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. And the hour of Hard Knocks last night, I know Aaron Rodgers mentioned that it was uh, something that they forced down the throats of the Jets, is what he said to the local reporter that came up to him during the uh, American Century <laughs> golf tournament in Tahoe yeah. and let him know the Jets are on hard knocks. And he's like, you know, I do love the voice of God, Liev Schreiber, but they forced it down our throats, so it is what it is. But as of right now, one episode in, it's exactly if I was in charge of Aaron Rodgers' public relations, if I was in charge of Aaron Rodgers' outward publicity, this is exactly the way I would have drawn it up. It is a 60-minute documentary on Rodgers' zen, coolness, and clear, clear happiness and comfort being where he is, which is, again, really weird for me. Because most quarterbacks of the New York Jets want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I mean, Ask Sam Darnold. He saw ghosts. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean, Vinny Testaverde had a good time. Uh, yeah. You know when Sanchez had a nice little run? Chad Pennington was happy. But not like this guy. <laughs> and then on top of it, you could just see. And you, you saw Robert Sala mic'd up saying... What a throw. Like, he he can't believe his good fortune based on what he was given, stuck with. These are different <laughs> ways. I, I'm trying to find a way. I, I was going dealing with. Oh, okay. And I appreciate you You went glass half full. That's how I did. And you went glass half empty, which is kind of, you know, the the angel and the devil. Like, I feel, our roles here. you know, like this is, again, Animal House here. Those are the roles. You went right on brand. Keeps it real. But, you know, it's just like I'm, I'm getting my first head coaching job in the National Football League. And, yes, I'm getting a really talented kid out of BYU. And I'm going to have to coach him up. And then he gets hurt. And then I'm going to give him the uh, – he's got the job. And then he's not ready for it. And the general manager is giving me the players that I need. I am coaching the hell out of him, certainly on the defensive side of the ball. And this kid is clearly not ready for the spotlight, for prime time. What are we doing? What can we do? What are we going to go into year three? I'm going to lose my gig here. Like, you can't blame Robert Sala with his sunniness and his terrific disposition if he didn't sit there and think that right after the Jets season circled the drain and went down the tubes after starting so well. And there he is at watching him, mic'd up, watching Rodgers practice. What a throw. And then you saw the defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, Jeff Ulbrich, in a defensive meeting with the players. This was the one behind-the-scenes, quintessential hard-knocks fly-on-the-wall moment that I'm pleased that the Jets let get through the goalie that was clearly in place for this show because if you saw last night's Hard Knocks, you didn't see Dalvin Cook's free agent visit, and that's on purpose. 
because the Jets, I guess, don't want to show how they may be welcoming Dalvin Cook or what he was seeing or what he might be rejecting if he doesn't come to the Jets. I get that they want to keep that out of our hard knocks viewing experience. But I'm glad the Jets let this one through is that when Jeff Ulbrich was talking to the team and showing a throw that Rodgers made from one hash all the way across back shoulder into the corner of the end zone. And he's telling the team, we are going to be in every game this season. And if they do their jobs like they did last year, guess what? We're going to win football games here. And when I saw that, I I thought to myself two things. One, Rodgers has... 100% become the leader of this team. Everybody is following him. Everybody's watching everything that he's doing. Everything that he's doing. And two, man, oh man. And this is why I'm glad the Jets put that out there. Zach Wilson has got to be walking around this building and saying, this is exactly what I couldn't do, what I wasn't ready to do. This is exactly what the players were hoping I could do. And I I hope he's not sitting there thinking I let him down. And I'm glad to see Rodgers coaching him up and talking him up. I'm glad he's doing that. Well, the cameras are there. No, and I, and I know you're <laughs> I know you would say something like that, but the, and the cameras are there, but you're hearing that that is what he is doing when the cameras are off coming out of Jets camp. This is also the perfect camp. chance for him to kind of remake his image a little bit. Rodgers, and I'm, I'm sure he's savvy enough to do that. Yeah. Well, it seemed obvious watching last night. I mean, as great a time I had watching See, it. See, this is why people don't want to do hard knocks. Is because when they're when they're caught on camera, you're assuming they're, they're doing it because it's an act. Well, that just it's not really he, them being genuine. because he's smart enough to behave in that way, which we've seen over the years, the way he's manipulated certain members of the media. And that, but that's what you always thought about J.J. Watt. He's just being, he's just realizing the cameras are on him. That's why he's having catch with kids. It's not because he loves having catch with kids. It's just the cameras are on him, so he's having a catch with a kid. And so that's, that's the opinion you have of somebody going in, and that may be what Rodgers is doing. And by the way, he's smart enough to do that. Yeah, the not, first thing I'm, that was captured by him by a hard knocks camera was him turning to the, to the crew and saying, this is, is this mic on all right? Yeah, I'm going to give it to you today. And then he's like, I'll give you some yeah, good S today. And yeah. he goes out, and that's when he was welcomed by the Jets fans and giving them the roll call like a, the, the Yankees fans do from the bleachers of all the Yankees when they start, you know, not hitting. So these days... He is the savior of the New York Jets, and he appears to be really comfortable in that role. Through the first episode of Hard Knocks, even he said at one point to Liev Schreiber, who's like, you know, everyone's excited about you right. in New York. He's like, we haven't played games yet. No, here come the games. Well, the hype level is still super high. There's it's, no question. It's, it's, and that's why, they're, that's why they're on Hard Knocks. But from what we saw, from what if you want to put your opinion on it, what Rodgers wanted us to see... We got or it. showing us what's going on out there. Regardless, you I forget which player of the Jets grabbed a boom mic and said, whatever yeah. you're hearing about Rodgers, <laughs> it's not right, and let the boom mic go. That was funny. Okay, so the players are all the way in with this guy. And I think that's the most important thing. They are all, and the coaching staff is all the way in, and most importantly, and again, this is what's really confusing to me. Really confusing to me. 
is he looks happy to be the Jets quarterback. And in the same, again, we were always describing, well, this happened before with Brett Favre. Two things. One, the team that Rodgers is inheriting is way better <laughs> than the Jets team that Favre walked into. Yeah, not into. the 08 Jets on the okay, field. Okay, right. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. Garrett Wilson, not Jericho Cotri. That's Robert Sala, not Eric Mangini. That's just two off the top of my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that the Jets have Sauce Gardner, who I loved seeing graduate. And they have Garrett Wilson, who I loved seeing being really comfortable with Rodgers already. And they have Quinn and Williams. And they have a bunch of really good players that just needs goat. And the question is, does Rodgers have what it takes to be the goat? And it sure looks like the mental headspace and the physical attributes are there. His arm looks good. For him to be a goat. And on top of it, I just never knew if Favre was all the way in on being a Jet. Like, it's like, look, I got forced out of Green Bay. I didn't want to go. As a matter of fact, they they forced me multiple times to leave, and I even just flipped them the middle finger by showing up anyway. I didn't want to go, you know, but they just really need this kid from Cal to start playing, so where am I going to go? Who will take somebody my age at my stage of my career? Oh, the Jets will because they stink, and they're desperate because they rarely have a plan at quarterback or they rarely have one that they draft work at. I'll go there. And he goes there and clearly isn't all the way in and focused on everything, as we just remember from back in the day. And he did play well enough. And then, of course, just like it always happens with the Jets or used to, the guy who is unbreakable and played through injuries to perfection, got hurt and had to play through this injury and wasn't as good. And it just didn't work out. And guess what? I'm going to use the Jets as a transfer portal to get my revenge on the Packers because I never really wanted to leave them and they ended my career there and I deserve to end my career there in the manner in which I wanted it and I couldn't So because I, I had to go to the Jets. I'll just go to the Vikings and play them twice a year and just show them what I can do. Rodgers, it seems, doesn't have any desire to be anywhere else other than where he is right here, right now, to use the Marv Levy phrase. And it's apparent through the first episode of Hard Knocks last night that that is the case, and that is incredible, and it's totally bizarre to me that he feels that way because this is the Jets. Unless they're not the same old Jets. Oh, God, don't get me started. I mean, I said the same thing. It was just weird seeing him out there, out there in the helmet and, happy. and the green, chill. and he's happy. And- yeah, happy with the kids. Last year, he's like, why, why do I have to play why, with kids? Why do I have to play with kids? Now yeah. he's like, I'm happy to play with the kids. And Packers fans are probably feeling a little yeah. weird today oh, and, and kind of a little angry. Telling Goody, you know, hey, you should have FaceTimed me. And here he is just like giving all the FaceTime the NFL films people they want. I'm right here. You know, and it's my world right now from everybody is looking at me as a savior and I love it. And Jets fans are chanting my names, and I love it. And I want to see Lee F. Schreiber in NFL film sends a helicopter for him and brings him right to my field. The Wizard of Forum Park. Oh, bro. (laughs) And pay attention to the man behind the curtain because he looks happy and ready to roll. Game one, a month from Thursday. That's it.
month from Friday. Pardon me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <sighs> hey, Rich, can I just uh, also throw something out to Tanzel Smart real quick? Sure. It's charcuterie, bro. Just want to help out my man. Okay. It's a charcuterie board. That was really funny. <laughs> They're talking about going to Broadway and, eat, and eating charcuterie, and we're like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that was funny. Like, like, hey, what I wanted, what, what get a sweet. Get a sweet. Yeah. There, there's no sweet in Broadway. There's no sweet. It's not like a luxury sweet. Oh, my gosh. Charcuterie. There's an orchestra. No, there's a mezzanine. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're good. All right. Let's take a break here. <laughs> On the opposite end of the spectrum is a kid who's going to get his first full season as a starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons if all works out for Desmond Ritter. And it appears the stage is set for him to show everyone in the NFC South what he can do out of Cincinnati. Sauce Gardner's teammate there, Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons, is next with Tyron Matthew, Charles Woodson, and Paul Mullen of Wrexham AFC still to follow, and you at 844-204-RICH. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Desmond are calling in uh, in a matter of moments here from uh, from the ATL. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Mike, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go straight to it. Um, you notice you got the new... Uh, yeah, yeah. We you take it off. Take yeah, off. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not yeah. taking the hat off. Why? Why? We're not showing my hair. Why? Color my mean? hair. Why? Why? What do you think this is? What is Mike, it? It's, it's, this is a lifestyle well, no, show. It's not, but it's Mike, not a lifestyle. Mike, we talked about... We talked about... Excuse me. We talked about everything. Cat food of Japan, uh, the, the favorite cat food of, of Japan. Yeah. Okay, the favorite uh, cat num- treat. Uh, I mean, uh, Japan's, Japan's number, number one, one cat, cat treat. treat. Okay. Yes. So if we're doing that, we're talking we're about our lives all the time. No. We talk about parenting. No. We talk about TJ no. never leaving his house. I have a friendship bracelet from Andrew Whitworth That's I haven't great. taken I mean, off since he it. gave it to me. It's but So, I mean, we talk about our stuff. We talk about our stuff. Why? No, it's like that. Why do you? America doesn't need to see my hair. Well, it's too late. We've been talking about it now for a minute. Well, here's the thing. Want, mean, I, I don't understand. Look, see it. You got there you two, go. There's a corner. You go, oh. is, you got, you got, there's a corner. You got two bald guys. See his black hair. You got two bald guys. TJ hasn't had a haircut TJ, in 30 years. Yeah, but TJ always covers his hat, his hair of some, like we never see the full 
Like Emmy night is the only time we ever see like the full main. You know what I mean? You got to turn your turn microphone. Your, turn your mic. Oh, sorry, TJ. <laughs> it was long and luxurious on Emmy night. That's right. That's right. But you do it for a reason, Mike, because yeah. you're so it's it's no, great. It. I gotta wait till first it gets all, it. First of all, you went five years of in. like oh, I'm done dying it. I'm on, I'm an yeah, old man. Down, I gotta be in. now. What now? My, what? My, I'll my tell you what. Said all right. How about this? How much weight have you lost? I, we don't check. We don't check. Nah, he won't. Really? You don't. Well, check. it's a significant amount. You look great. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't check. You look great. And by the way, you're not. It's not. You're. You're not. Uh, Ozempic Del Tufo. You're doing this all natural. No, 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 no. Okay. That please. Okay. No, this is so, like real. So, I mean, you're just like, you know, nice. you're, you're feeling it. Mike, give the people what they it's want, no co- Maybe no later. Maybe later okay. in the show. just want to make sure you're, all right, I'm just trying to bring it to the people yes. back here on the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> radio network. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take your phone calls. I just got to take the phone call of the uh, quarterback, the Atlanta Falcons, right now back here on the Rich Eisen Show getting set what appears to be his first full season as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, Desmond Ritter. How are you, Desmond? I'm doing well. How are you? How's life? Oh, it's great down here in this uh, Miami heat. Okay. Is that where you are right now? Yeah, we're down here. I uh, just wrapped up practice with the Dolphins, so I'm about to get back to the hotel and watch the film. Can you walk me through what it is like, the difference between practicing against your own teammates and having what appears to be, I'd imagine – your first practice, your first session against an actual opponent, Desmond? Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, depending on, you know, what type of defense they run or, or what it might be, sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower. You know, you go against your defense, the guys, for so long throughout OTAs, throughout training camp, um, that, you know, everything starts to get faster. The D-line knows your cadence. D-line knows the tempo of it. Um, and so, you know, things speeding up a little bit. And then you come out here and it's like, Man, the, the corners aren't playing press. You know, the, the receivers have a little bit of, of room to breathe before they get off the ball. So um, sometimes it, it makes it a little easier, but it's also, you know, just as competitive and just as fun to be out here. And so what from year one did you take away and say to yourself, whether it was in a moment in time, just where you're by yourself, behind the wheel of a car, just thinking about things, saying, I am going to do this when I get back on the field next season, what is what is the this that you have corrected, fixed, or focused on, Desmond? Yeah, for me, I really feel like it's just going out and just, you know, proving everyone wrong, you know, just still having that chip on my shoulder, um, you know, who I've been to, you know, coming out of high school. And so for me, uh, you know, not much has changed. Just going out, working every single day, worked every day in the offseason, uh, just to, you know, be the best player and best teammate that I can be when it when time comes. So what about uh, the wrong? What's the wrong that you, you want to uh, prove in your mind? Yeah, obviously, you know, just, just saying that I'm not who I am. Um, just going out there and just proving to everyone that, you know, I'm, I'm able to be out here and play with the best and uh, be out here and go out here and lead a team to a Super Bowl and, and bigger and better things. So you think there is a large contingent of folks who believe you don't have what it takes to be a starting successful quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be your haters. There's always going to be your people who are there for you. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you don't really let anything affect you. You just put your head down and go to work. Okay. You know, I'm not in the hater group, right, Desmond? <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah, it's all good. I you, got you. This, no, I'm serious. Like, this is not your first rodeo here. Uh, we yeah. ch- you chatted with you. Okay. I just want to make sure you understand. There's no haterade yeah, here. No, we don't spray that yeah, stuff around here. You'll, you'll be on the you'll be on the good side of it. Okay, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I want to make sure because you are you you're you're set up right. I mean, uh, you're you've got a head coach that clearly and an organization that clearly saw something in you and is giving you 
this opportunity, and I think where some of the haters, if you will, may be uh, residing is, uh, you know, Atlanta was a spot so many folks were saying Lamar Jackson should be, uh, you know, that he'd be a perfect fit there. That's what it, your Atlanta should have gone for. Were you hearing that conversation throughout the spring, yeah, Desmond? Yeah, obviously, you know, it's, it's a, the, the century of, you know, new age technology. So, you know, you see everything that goes on and hear everything. Uh, but like I said before, you know, for me, it was just about, you know, going in every single day. Uh, you know, I ended the season as a starter. So, you know, I wanted to go into the season as a starter. So for me, it was just about going in every single day, putting your head down, not worrying about, you know, what's going on in the outside world and just controlling what you can control. And uh, did you ever reach out to uh, management or did management ever reach out to you saying pay no attention to that sort of thing or you just let it ride, Desmond? Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, they definitely have reached out to me. I was not the ones who have reached out. But, um, right. yeah, for me, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether they brought someone in or didn't bring someone in, you know, I was still going to put my head down and grind every single day. So they did reach out to you during that process and say um, pay no mind to that? Yeah, you know, you know, throughout um, – Throughout, you know, the off season, they, mm-hmm. they were just letting me know that, you know, they want me to be their guy and, you know, we're going to go out and work. What did that mean to you? Uh, for me, you know, it meant everything. You know, it meant that obviously, one, that they had drafted me for a reason and a true reason. Um, and two, that they had seen, you know, the work that I put in, you know, over the, the course of last season, you know, being a backup um, and just putting in the work every single day and knew that, you know, I had the, the intangibles and everything to do to go out there and lead a team. Desmond Ritter here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Atlanta Falcons. Your head coach, Arthur Smith, said he liked your decision-making over the last two days. What do you think he meant by that, Desmond? Yeah, just being smart with the ball. You know, not trying to force anything. Just take what's given. Um, You know, there's obviously a couple plays where, you know, you could be better at and you can go back and learn from. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, keeping the ball out of the defense's hands and keeping the ball moving forward. And so, what is your what are your goals for the year? Are you a, are you a goal writer downer or I don't know, that's a terrible way to put it. Do you write down your goals somewhere? Do you put it on a a, a white uh, a whiteboard anywhere and you, on your mirror and post it notes or anything like that? Yeah. What do you do? No, my goal for uh, my goal for this year is you know for this team to win, you know for this team to be bigger and better than you know we've ever been. Um, and you know with that comes you know obviously I saw from the Cincinnati level with that comes you know your individual goals, your individual accolades. Because uh, when a team succeeds, an individual succeeds. So, um, you know, we're not really worried about, you know, individual success rather than our team success. What's your relationship with uh, Heineke like, Desmond? Oh, we, yeah, we have a great relationship. Being able to go play golf together, you know, in the off season, be able to hang out, uh, come over to the house. You know, he sees my little daughter, and I go over and see his little dog and everything. So, uh, you know, we got a great relationship. <laughs> Well, listen, Desmond, look, I, I, I feel my dogs. I've got two beautiful uh, rescue uh, goldens. One's a, a white golden, one's a, a, an actual golden. And I think, you know, they, I feel like they're my children, but we all understand, right? I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got the human in your house, right? Yeah, I got the human and two of them, two little dogs. So oh, yeah, I got, okay. I got about the, what you want to call one and a half human, something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but uh, how, how, how old is your daughter again? She, uh, she turned two in April. How are you balancing that? Uh, I have a great wife. <laughs> okay. Let's just, let's just keep it at that. <laughs> How, what's her name, Desmond? Claire. Okay. And, and your daughter's name is? And my daughter's name is Layton. Okay. So Claire and Layton are the women behind Desmond Ritter is basically yes, what you're sir. saying. Okay. Yes, sir. Those are the ones who keep it going. Okay. And, uh, and then Taylor Heineke, when you're playing golf with him, um, who's better? 
Uh, Taylor. Taylor's definitely got me. He's definitely had a couple more off seasons to be able to get the swing down path. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right, so what's your handicap? Uh, this year I finished at a 16. Six. Okay. Listen, that's not a so, quarterback. That's not. That's not starting quarterback, uh, Desmond. You know, no, I understand. No, 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 I've been told. I'm working on. I'm on, working on I understand. Again, you know, you have to focus on the actual quarterbacking part of it. But you know, outside of that, we, we got to work on that. I'll be very honest yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure to come for you to uh, pay for some lessons. You know, de- no, I'm definitely not the guy to come to for that. <laughs> <laughs> One million percent. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't need me. Um, you don't need me to help you with with the, with the golf swing so is heineke taking you to a, a bert kreischer concert or the or you know the two-year-old at home is it's it's tough to get to to a bird no it's, it's definitely tough to get to those on the weekends for sure okay. but uh no you know he's told us about some of his bert moments that he's had with them so uh you know maybe one day he'll introduce us soon okay well good you got no I, I got two guys in studio you've had bert moments with taylor heineke yeah. right yeah we were, we were shirtless backstage with taylor and bert before <laughs> so, yeah so those are the guys to get tips from (laughs) not me okay desmond you understand (laughs) okay and so let's talk about your coach a little bit what is arthur can you give me an idea of what arthur smith says to you and your and and when you hear from him and what you hear from him to get you ready for the first full season starting in the nfl desmond yeah i mean you know we we would you know talk very frequently you know going through otas and everything and then you know just make sure that you know, obviously one's good with the offense, but, you know, like I say, he's a, he's a very personable coach, too. You know, asking about the family, just how, how everyone's doing, uh, just making sure everything's okay. But then, you know, like I've told multiple people, you know, once we get in the building and we, we talk about ball, uh, he's one of the smartest guys that I've ever talked to about it. So, uh, you know, he keeps me on my toes and, you know, pushes me to, to be the best quarterback I can be. Can you give me a good example of the smarts, Desmond? What do you got for uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's partly his offense, but him just being able to damn near, you know, read off every play off the call sheet, you know, without even looking at it, um, you know, at a at a quick glance, you know, that's pretty impressive. And so does that give you a sense of, boy, you need to get there? Is that uh, what you're saying? You need to get yeah, to that 100%. point? Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, I would say I'm about 65% of there being able to do that. Um, but obviously, you know, when he's at 100, you're 65, you still got room to go. Of course. You know, so how do you do that? What do you you spend time uh, when you're not being a dad or a husband or a quarterback just, like, staring yeah, they at know, They know that when, when I get home and, you know, they usually got about an hour to me and then, it's, you know, daddy's going back to work. Um, so whether it's just writing down the plays and drawing them and going over and over and over again um, and then also, you know, getting on the, the voice recording gap and just, saying those plays and just reading them back and forth to yourself um, and listening to them and, you know, going in the car on a 15-minute car ride and instead of listening to music on your phone, you're listening to the play calls and just saying them back. So, um, you know, that's what's worked for me. And so just keep continuing to, to stack the learning and keep it going. So if I asked you what you listen to in the car, it's not any sort of music. It's it's the playbook is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's the play calls. Huh. Yeah, there's no really no really need to to waste your time sometimes rather than just get it in. Okay, so then and and everyone at home knows. Okay, dad comes home, blues clues for an hour, and then getting a clue for the rest of the day is basically what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that, that's basically how it goes. That's okay, sometimes that's the life of the quarterback at least through you know through August through February. And I saw you uh, that Matt Ryan was there recently. Did you pick his brain in any way, shape, or form? Desmond? Yeah, we talked we talked for a little bit, you know, just talked about, you know, what what life was going to be like um and you know, he just he was just out there, you know, having a good time being able to come back 
um, you know, told us that, you know, we would connect at a, at a better day, better time. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was great for him to come back, great for him to see everyone, meet everyone, um, and just obviously, you know, be in his presence of someone who's, you know, built a culture here. What do you mean by what life is going to be like, Desmond? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you talk about it physically, you talk about it mentally, but, you know, having being able to, to start as a starting quarterback for 17 games plus, um, you know, just talking about how it takes a toll on you physically, how it takes a toll on you, you know, mentally, emotionally. Um, so, you know, that, that was just a couple of things we talked about. A few minutes left with Desmond Ritter, Falcons quarterback here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is it like throwing to Kyle Pitts as a target, sir? What do you got for me there? Uh, yeah, definitely definitely makes my job a lot easier. You know, him just being able to get in space, um, being able to, you know, use his body and also use his speed and his length to be able to make a play. Um, you know, it, it's something that, you know, is almost once in a lifetime. And your first impressions of B. John Robinson are? What do you got? Uh, he's going to be a great running back in this league. I saw he's out there on the field when it's all over. He's the one out. He's staying out there, Desmond. I saw that video. I saw him. Yeah, he, What's he's that? A, he's, he's a hard worker, and he's true, and he's honest, and, you know, he's one of the most humble person that, you know, I've been around. Yeah, I had Steve Sarkeesian of Texas on the show, and I said, what do what teams ask you about him? during the draft process and he said they asked me the same question i asked him like are you for real can you are you actually for real is basically what what the question is of yeah, him. and that answer can be answered with yes every single day he is for real like person human football person, player human football player check 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 okay and when you check down he's there and when you need him in the slot he's there is he going to play he's everywhere I, I mean i don't want to give away the full playbook here but is he going to be everywhere Desmond? He's a person. He's a person that you know. If you put him, if you put him at kicker, he's probably gonna be able to kick the ball. Okay. You got. Give me your favorite Sauce Gardner story before I let you go. Give it to me. Oh, what do you got? Man, there's you know, there's a lot of you know. Recently, it's just pretty funny seeing him get the chain to uh, to to Aaron there. Mm-hmm. You know, gave him a little, gave him a little sauce. His, his swag that Aaron's already got. Um, but nah, you know, there, there's, there's there's so many that you know it's hard. So, I, I, did you call him Sauce all, to begin with, or Ahmad? Or no, definitely you... not to begin with. It was definitely, you know, later in his second year where I started calling him Sauce. Um, but, yeah, you know, all the younger guys and whatever were all over him calling him Sauce. But, no, I, I kept it Ahmad for a little while. Okay, and when did it become Sauce? Do you remember the moment it went from Ahmad to Sauce, Desmond? Uh, there was the UCF game his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, or excuse me, his first year. That that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, this dude's got some sauce to him. That was the first time I kind of, you know, used his name and that person in the same sentence. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't until, you know, we get into the, the next year's camp properly. Uh, then, you know, he kind of gained the respect, gained, you know, what he had, what he had. So I would say it's probably that second year camp. Okay. Now, uh, last one for you for real. Desmond Ritter. You, you're, you're a straight shooter. You're a guy who can't tell a lie. You're a good dude. And this is my big wind-up for saying I need an honest answer, like for real, like I, the straight butter for an answer here, Desmond Ritter. Oh. The evaluation of Arthur Smith's new mustache is what? Desmond Ritter. Oh, no comment by Desmond oh. Oh. <laughs> What? Okay. No comment. Do we read into no comment, Desmond? No, you just leave no comment with the quotes. Okay. Um, now, and then, then let me ask a follow-up. 
when he started talking to you for the first time with that mustache, was it difficult to pay attention at first? Oh, oh no, definitely difficult to pay attention. You know, it's definitely one thing that you notice, but, um, wow. yeah. Look at that thing. That is impressive. Okay. Well, you tell him I said hello and that, um, and that that question is coming for him when he comes on this program, if you don't mind, Desmond. Hey, will do. That sounds good. All right. You take care of yourself, Desmond Renier. I appreciate the time. Good luck to you. Um, no haterade spray, uh, spray here. You understand yeah, that? That's all good, Rich. Okay. <laughs> we'll chat down the line. Enjoy your time with your family and then footballing. Thanks for the call. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you for having me. That's Desmond Renier, everybody. The Atlanta Falcons. Nice. No comment. He is clearly. <laughs> Distracted from, by, no, no, no. by the stash? I, I would be. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Look at that thing. When I once upon a time wore a goatee on SportsCenter, I, I goateed it. I came back from a vacation, aged like 27, 28, goateed it, and heard from management. They're like the Yankees there, by the way. They're like, what are you doing? They, they don't like facial hair out there. I've once saw Keith Olbermann grow facial hair on his face overnight out of spite. It's impressive. <laughs> spite stash? Oh, spite stash. He would wear. He would have spite goatees. It would be impressive. I've never seen somebody grow facial hair out of spite. Hi, KO. But it's distracting. You don't want to, like, again, the reason why folks don't, on television, don't wear real gaudy clothes you know, with the exception of the late Craig Sager, yep. that became his M.O. But I'm just wondering if when it first started, just like somebody in management saying, Craig, what are you wearing? You know, like it's, it's difficult for you to pay attention to the you're interview. Not focusing. Right. Like right. what's Craig wearing instead of what's Craig eliciting as an answer? Mm-hmm. Well, Craig obviously got worked. through that successfully. Worked out. Yeah. But the reason why you don't wear anything gaudy or showy is – you don't want to, your information, your your commentary, your speaking, your communication is what's important. You don't want it to be drowned out. I wonder if Arthur Smith gave that any thought when he came out with that stash for the first time. He called it a lifestyle choice <laughs> at first. Yeah, It's a statement. I mean, it's not November yet. so The question is, how long, how long it's staying? I would say as long as they're winning. I'm assuming Mrs. Smith, I don't know her name off the top of my head, fully approves, which is part of the reason why it's there. I mean, look at that with the shades. Look at that with the the blue blockers. That's actually a pretty sick look. I'm into that. Look at that. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Facial hair makes such a difference. Like, he looks powerful and strong. Like, you know what I noticed about Nathaniel Hackett yesterday with his goatee? Completely different look from the clean-shaven guy who was coaching the Broncos. Like, I don't know if I really respected well, that guy that with, he's without trying, no facial hair he, with the goatee. He looks like Stone Cold. Like, I'm listening. Right. That dude looks like he'll stomp a mud hole in you. Well, he's like, trying to make you forget how terrible he was last year. This guy. It worked, this Chris. guy. That guy. It worked. Because uh, sometimes the facial hair makes a difference. So I'm all for it. Hey, stay off my offensive coordinator, will you please? Yeah, keep his name out your mouth, bro. Yeah, keep his name out your mouth. <laughs> Arthur Smith's wife is Allison. Allison Smith, we assume, is given the check mark. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Well, the number of times that I saw Commissioner Goodell after going beard, and he'd be like, what, the razor break or something like that? He would really, he still busts my stones every time he sees me. And I push back. I'm like, Suze likes it. And then the commissioner, 
backs off. He was like, I get it. He has to. Right, he doesn't raise his hands up like the one I just oh, like I, I, said, the blackjack oh, table. Oh. Like the Van Buren no, boys? I, think, I, I still think he, he views me with derision a little bit. For your stubble? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's messed up. I mean, this is corporate America, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like how you think Nathaniel Hackett looks different, and, and Arthur Smith now is a better coach with a better attitude because he's got some sort of. Stash I'm not saying he's that, better that necessarily, like, but he's presented in a way that seems know. more powerful to me. I mean, that stash. You know what that stash says in certain parts of the uh, uh, of Los Angeles? It's time to party. I'm ready for the scene, Jack. <laughs> Jack, like, I'm ready to shoot the scene. That was on last night. Was I mean, it? I mean, <laughs> he's in the South. He's a cop. <laughs> See, right? He does look like Reno nine one one. You know, a little bit. Son, do you know what I'm stopping you for? Yeah. <laughs> look at that look. That look right there is. I know you're talking about me right now, and I don't appreciate it. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to search the trunk. <laughs> Will you step out of the vehicle, sir? He looks like okay. Taggart from Beverly Hills Cop. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, he's Word. about to put the banana in the <laughs> NFC South tailpipe, baby. Let's go. With Desmond Ritter. It's not sexy. He's going to wreck the buffet at the <laughs> NFC South Harrow Club. No, I cannot. Well, I mean, our number two guest, uh, Tyron Matthew, will have something to say about that. Honey Badger. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial next on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Oh, by the way, Ron Rivera does what we do a lot around here. What's that? Foot and mouth. <laughs> That's next. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, I mean, and that's why I'm wondering why you would go by the name of Matty Ice, Matt. <laughs> that's why I'm I mean, that's a beer-infused nickname, and it, it doesn't fit anymore. So. Would you agree it doesn't fit anymore, Matt? Are you, is the natural coming back, or are we making a push for the natural here? No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm pointing out that certain nickname 
that you've had for a long time. Just, just it. I like beer. Uh, I just okay, throw it right. out there. I do like beer. Right. So when it comes to it, though, you just you're not you're not slamming them back, right? Is what you're uh, saying? No, I'm, I guess I'm I'm drinking responsibly. Okay, something that would be. Uh, a natural light of some sort, man. Are you? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's been a long time. See, you keep making my point. Why won't you take the natural from me, man? Why won't you, just why won't you? Just why won't you do it? I mean, how many times do I have to ask? How many times uh, do I have to ask? Uh, it's just nobody else wants it. <laughs> um. Are you aware I offered it to Stafford, your buddy? You Is aware? that right? Yes. He didn't I did. take it either. Well, I mean, he... That's a no, Matt. Um, hold on a minute. <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on. He, I, I gave him full disclosure that it was a retread and that you had rejected it. Because <laughs> I know you guys talk. I know you, yes. guys, you guys are tight, right? He forgot to mention it to me the last time I saw him. I can't believe that wasn't top of mind for him. Okay, so just just uh, on behalf of all my loved ones who are cringing right now, just tell me to move on, Matt, and I'll move on. Just tell me to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I love you, but you got to move on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Even if I gave you a T-shirt or anything? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Matt, I can take a hint after nine years or so. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen. We got to get Matt Ryan back on so I could tell him that he, I think he'll be a natural of TV. That'll be great. Please, oh, no. Back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Great chat with Desmond Ritter. Yeah, we should get Matt Ryan on to talk about what did he speak to with uh, about with Ritter. Matt Ryan would be a great guest these days. Certainly since I think he said he's he'd, he'd still be open to playing quarterback. Did I see that on some aggregators? Oh, really? Twitter account? Yeah, interesting. That he's not completely shutting the door? He's staying in shape? Okay. You never know. He also called the last two years of his career a bleep show. Well, it was. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a lot of his own fault. No, absolutely not. You know, just the circumstances were, yeah. were not set up for him. Yeah. And then he didn't, he didn't play very well sometimes. That's true. I mean, him winning that game for Jeff Saturday against the Raiders in Vegas, going on, what, that 40-yard run? Remember that? How oh, long yeah. was that run? Oh, man. Longer than he's ever run in his career. I mean, how wild was that? <laughs> Unbelievable, that game. And then they lost every other game with Saturday, I believe. Including right the one here. they were up by 30 million points on NFL Network the against Vikings. the Vikings. Biggest comeback of all time, right? Yeah, Matt said he's staying in shape. Uh, people know his number. They know where he's at. If anything comes up, we'll see. Uh, Got to see how the season shakes out. In the meantime, he'll be on CBS. Yep. He's 38. With J.J. Watt. You get Ryan on. And again, I'll tell him I'm just looking to see if he's naturally gifted for the television. Please don't. Okay, I won't. Those two guys are CBS guys, right? What? They just, they fit the cut of a CBS guy. I don't know what you mean by that. What do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, you know what I mean. No, I don't. Hey, what are you trying to say, bro? They have a, uh, you know, they Bill Sims and Boomer, they all, you know what I mean? They're safe? Is they that what look, you're saying? They look like CBS guys. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. What are, I mean, what well, I saw Cower um, at the Hall of Fame. Cower, good, another good one. Dude, when you're at the Hall of Fame and hanging out with the, the, the yellow jackets, oh, so you just want to take the phone out and just take pictures of what you're seeing. Because it's exactly what fans want to see. I'd love to show mm -hmm. that. I mean, at one point, I saw Cower just hanging out, chilling out with Mike Tomlin. 
And I just wanted to go That's up because awesome. Tomlin was there for Rondé Barber. Oh, right. Because he was Rondé Barber's Tampa. position coach. Right. And he came up on Friday night for the jacket dinner, but went back to practice on Saturday. And he was there Friday night and just hanging out. And it was just, you know, all, it was all tampered out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's a stealer. And it was just great seeing him with Cower. That's cool. Just laughing, just the two of them just laughing, talking, both of them having a beer. It was great. It, it's just so much fun, man. Rich, you know, a video I saw, you know, the, the luncheon that no one can get into other than yes. the men who have those gold jackets. You yes. never see anything from inside of those those doors that Correct. we were stationed outside of. Ty Law posted a video of his table having dinner, yeah. and it was just like... Cause that's the first from time the I've jacket ever, dinner Friday from, night? Yeah, I believe. Okay. I mean, it was him... Every guy from Aliquippa, so Tony Dorsett was at the table. Yeah. Rivas was at the table. Um, Edge James was at the table. Ray Lewis was at the table. Then a bunch of the Florida guys, like Edge, Ray, Irv was at their table. And, and he's just going around the table. That's and great, it was just isn't, it? Like, isn't that great? This is unbelievable. And by the way, you so know, that, cool. that, that luncheon you're talking about, the Friday luncheon, uh, was started by Ray Nitschke. The Nitschke luncheon. Right, the great Packers linebacker who wanted to have a luncheon with all of the returning Hall of Famers and with the incoming class of the Hall of Fame to basically sit down, start the tradition of welcoming, letting the Jackets welcome in the new Jackets and tell the new Jackets, hey, your behavior affects the way our Jackets look out there, okay? So you're... Still, you know, in a brotherhood coming in here. And then he started uh, having the jack the the uh, the jackets, for the lack of a better phrase, verbally haze those who are coming in and just roast them. Yeah, and Ty brings that up in the video because they're not allowed to talk to new guys, right? They can't well, I mean, that speak. was the way it was back in the day. And then when Nitschke passed away, they passed on that role to Deacon Jones. And then when he passed on or was he passed the torch to Willie Lanier for a long time. And that torch from Willie Lanier just got passed this weekend to Warren Moon. Oh, interesting. Really? Yes. Nice. Warren told me that when I took a, a selfie with him. I saw that. Uh, and I posted that, mm-hmm. you know, just to show off for two Big Ten guys hanging out Get it. Uh, on that Saturday <laughs> night. On that Friday night, actually. Um, but Warren Moon's now in charge of that. Oh, okay. cool. And he said he's bringing him back. He's bringing it back a little old school. Well, he's a sweetheart of a guy. And Warren's a nice guy too. I think he wants to bring back a little bit of that edge that Deegan had. Again, we're not allowed in there. We're mere mortals. Jason in Louisville, Kentucky, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jason? So last night there was one suspenseful moment on Hard Knocks. I think you remember the scene of the helicopter flying overhead. Yeah, who's in it? And, and just wondering who was gonna gonna crawl out of that helicopter was it going to be joe namath and was it going to be the the voice of god for me i only wanted it to be one person dalvin cook i wanted it to be rich eisen oh yeah okay yeah i wanted it yeah. i wanted it to be rich eisen i wanted to see him get out of that helicopter and run down the field like it was a 40-yard dash for the st Jude hill children's hospital yep swing his arm in the air as he hit the end zone and you just go wacko I, on the field okay. with his jets. I would have liked that, too. I could have done that. I, I, I could have done that. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I, and I appreciate the, the sentiment. Um, thank you for the call. Gracefully, <laughs> it's funny, Jason. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to be sharing with you. Uh, never been on a helicopter. Really? And I don't Man. intend to be on one. Oh, they're fun. 
Oh, really? Yeah. No, thanks. I hard, hard pass it. Ah, I mean. When was the last time you were on a helicopter? When I was okay. in Monaco. There you 15 go. 15 years ago. Did you go on a helicopter in Monaco? <laughs> I need to know ago. who was on that helicopter yeah. right <laughs> now. Is that Anthony Anderson on that helicopter? Uh, he was no, he wasn't on the helicopter. Okay. Fitty? Was Fitty on the helicopter? Fitty was not on the helicopter. Was on the helicopter number three? It would matter. Yeah, exactly. Helicopter one, two. That means, hold on, I mean, somebody famous was on the helicopter. Well, who was on the helicopter? I mean, I was. was You can't just say, oh, yes, I was last on a helicopter in Monaco and then leave it at that. uh, Wilmer was on the helicopter. Wilmer's helicopter? Um, There was like six of us. So there was just like a group of people we all went on. Okay. I don't think anyone else that you would. From Monaco to El Segundo. There you go. Very good. Very That's loud drop. Sorry, People everybody. just drove off the road. Really loud. Jeez. Well, yeah. So that was the last time. That's why I asked if Anthony Anderson was on that helicopter. Because he was there at Monaco with you. He, he was. Yes. Fitty was in Monaco with you. He was. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not to be. Uh, yeah, you're fine. I don't need a. Um, no. I was on a I'll Navy helicopter. I've been on a police helicopter. I love helicopters. I just like the funny part about that was Liev saying he wished he would have ironed his shirt. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Yeah, as as <laughs> no, I know. And Liev was I mean, just like, doing? you know. A lot of comic relief from Liev. <laughs> first, awesome. like, I think that was the first ever first person in the history of Hard Knocks. He's never he's been on an episode, yeah. And he's like, I wanted to right. drive. <laughs> I know, but yeah. they gave him a helicopter. Yeah, how are you going to say They no thought it'd that? be more he's traumatic. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If you're going from Brooklyn to Florham Park and you just helicopter it straight Lane. over, that's boom. like, that's you know, yeah. you go to a helipad somewhere on the east yeah. side of Manhattan boom. and boom, you're over there. But uh, for me, I'd be like, just put me in a car. No, thanks. It was fun. Very funny. It was that. Very it funny. was great. It was that. It was no, no Rogers surfing. Yeah. Well, Chico, by the way, is God it, bless Liev. Is, is inland. Yeah, exactly. Chico's not, not nowhere the near the coast. <laughs> right, right, I've been there. I've been yeah. to Rogers High School yeah. covering football there for the uh, local affiliate that gave me my start in my career. Yeah. I've been there. Back here on the show with Tyron Matthew. <laughs> not near water. Not near water. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Chico's nowhere yeah. near the water Funny. at all. Butte College, which is where Aaron Rodgers was discovered by Jeff Tedford, who was going to look at a tight end yeah, in Butte else, College. Yeah. And he's like, who's the quarterback there? Oh, let's bring him a cow. Oh. Smart move. He can win at cow. Oh. <laughs> oh. Imagine if he could be a first-round quarterback. Imagine oh. if that never happens. That's a big sliding door for Rodgers to wind yeah. up in Butte College and Jeff Tedford shows up one day looking for a tight end and, and takes the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, as that Super Bowl three trophy gets some company, we'll have to thank Jeff Tedford. Rogers should honestly have Tedford introduce him at the Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, at the Hall of Fame. I don't know. In about, what, seven, eight years? Yeah, it'll, it'll be Woody Johnson he'll have there. Woody, Woody will introduce him. After he wins the Super Bowl? Yeah, right. I'm looking at his face. <laughs> yeah. Who else should introduce him? I'll start, Sala? I'll start. No, it'll be Hackett. Like it'll be Nathaniel Hackett. I was just going to say, grow here and die. Wouldn't yeah. that be great if Sean Payton goes in that day, too? <laughs> that would actually be amazing. <laughs> Parcells will introduce him. Method Man going man in the glass. Yeah. That's another one from last night. The fact yeah. that those guys knew Method Man is a lawyer and not a rapper. <laughs> right? That's my man right there. 